Hello and welcome to Dot Dot Doc. I'm Ian, your host. Again, I'm joined by Matt today. Hello. Hello. Today we're talking about episode seven of Tiger King. It's the final episode. Before we go into the episode, we a couple of things to discuss. We did a Twitter poll on what do you think happened to Don Lewis? And I've had it running for seven days and the results are in. 66.7% thinks Carol killed him. And that's the, that's the winner of the poll. Um, the <laughs> other options were uh, at 33.3%, he faked his own death. So there were some people who thought he faked his own death, but it doesn't look like you know people overall thought that. I also put like other reply with theory, but nobody did that because I don't think nobody, anybody really knows about our Twitter. So if you want to check us out on Twitter, it's dot dot doc underscore because dot dot doc is taken on its own. Um, just look for the logo when is. you search. Yeah, I think I don't know, maybe that name's like like Dorothy or something, <laughs> and she's taken she's taken <laughs> over that Twitter. Oh well, we you know underscore is pretty cool. Putting an underscore at the end of your Twitter handle is the way forward, I think. That's it. Yeah. yeah. Who else does that? You know. Who else? Trendsetters. Trendsetters. Yeah, we're we're ahead of the game. <laughs> yeah. Um, also, we've got to mention is that Joe. All the videos you see in the show are on Joe's YouTube channel. Um, we're putting it in the the show notes to go to it. But if you're stuck for something to do, blitz through that because there's over a thousand videos and like it spans the whole of it. Um, it's incredible. Like he's got warnings about online bullying, uh, which you can just post around on Facebook if you wanted to. There's like loads of stuff about him with like his like live live shows are archived on there. It's just insane you see so many kind of like snippets from like the history of this whole thing um i highly recommend it highly recommend going down that rabbit hole it's the one way you could, get... i think you could you, sorry you, you could e- easily get lost in that like that it, it looks like there's um you know some videos that have been put in into the show itself but obviously you're gonna probably get a more long-winded side of things uh so Whereas they've just had snippets in the show, you're going to get like the full aspect of it all. Um, but yeah, it's definitely uh, like any fans of Joe out there will absolutely love this stuff. Yeah, I, I thought it was interesting as well to see some of the people you see in the background of the show, but you never really see anything about them, but they have like more of a presence on YouTube. Anyway, let's get into the actual episode. <laughs> let's do that. So, starts off with Joe saying, I'm in a cage. Do you know why animals die in cages? Their souls die, uh, which is a throwback to the very first thing you see in the first episode. It's like the overture of the whole thing, like bringing yeah. it all together. And I, I, I mean, as well, I, you know, I, I, I don't know how many calls Joe gets to have in prison there. Um, I'm pretty sure he probably, well, I don't know with Joe, maybe he would, but I, I would think he wouldn't want to waste all of his minutes that he gets just on this I'm, I'm sure there are some family or people that he would want to talk to um so they've probably just had to use what they've got and it was you know we, we need a couple of sound bites from you joe for the show um yeah and kind of let us know what's on your mind now um, going forward yeah exactly would he rather speak to his husband dylan or would he rather speak to the director i mean i think he'd probably use every phone call he possibly can get to talk to you know dylan the like the love of his life right now yeah just to keep him going in like those hard times yeah uh we see we find out about jeff and his new zoo like it 
they lean into this pretty hard at the beginning of the episode. He said that he needs it done by spring break. And the little twist here is he's partnered up with Tim Stark. Yeah. Which is, I think he's from like Wildlife in Need. Um, that was the name of his zoo. And I'm not keen on Tim Stark. No. I just feel like he, him and Joe are very similar people. Like in, in that sense, like they, they're two wild cards. And I don't know why Jeff chooses constantly to go with these like complete wild cards, like who just seem unpredictable. Pro- um, probably because he sees an opportunity. Yeah. But it, 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 I, I, still, I still say that um, Jeff definitely comes, comes across as a, a bit of a con man. Um, very, very intelligent con man. So yeah, I, I think he chooses people that he believes, you know, he can, he can get something out of. But yeah, I think uh, Tim Stark says something along the lines of like uh, two of the biggest assholes in in this game like have come together now. Um, basically, it looks like they're going to wreck havoc and take everything over. I know. Yeah, I never liked Tim Stark in this when he's come across and that. He's always just kind of like him. It's that, it seems like some some kind of crazy guy shouting on his like porch. Just the people. Um, <laughs> seems, like, seems quite mean-spirited. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, was it? Like when he refers to... He's like, what? He said about Doc Antle, like in one of the episodes, he says, like, never mind about how you train the animals, how do you train the women? Uh, and <laughs> yeah. He just comes across like, yeah, just... I guess at least he knows he's an arsehole. Yeah, yeah. He's like one of those people who kind of seems they're like super edgy and like, oh, yeah. I'm so... They play on it. They play relish, on... Relishes in it. Yeah. Definitely. I've, I know a few people like that for sure. Yeah. So we see uh, Dylan talking to Joe on the phone. And uh, I think that Dylan is like perfect for Joe right now. Um, he just seems kind of so caring. He doesn't seem like he's got anything going on, like, you know, in the background, like, you know, him being on any drugs or anything like that. And Joe says he'd make it up to Dylan. Like, well, Dylan says, look, just focus on getting out of there and keep your head on your shoulders. Because, yeah, I imagine it's tough. This must be a hell of a shock going into pr- uh, prison after, you know, being free. Yeah, I think. And um, Joe doesn't come across as uh, a very kind of tough individual in terms of, well, m- mentally tough or physically tough. Um, so I imagine being in prison is, well, you know, the, the old cliche, it's hard times. Um, definitely for him i yeah i definitely think um he's gonna struggle because we see in i think it's the last episode um or the episode before that he is just desperate to find someone else like uh, after travis goes and after he loses uh john um he just needs something someone to be there for him to kind of you know keep him going and now it's just reduced down to phone calls he needs like some kind of like you know backup support to keep going as a person just um yeah. and i think it's yeah it's, it's gonna be like a hell of a struggle for him in prison right now i just feel yeah i do feel bad for him overall yeah i mean i mean i've, I've said it quite a few times um <laughs> but like you like you find yourself within this whole documentary series like very on the fence with joe like one minute you you really you see him as that underdog and and you're kind of backing him the next minute he does something that is just absolutely ridiculous and it makes you think, oh, well, you're kind of bringing a lot of this on yourself. Um, 
but yeah, I'm, I'm, the end. By the end of this episode, I'm I'm back to thinking, oh man, I just feel sorry for the guy. Mm. Um, but I don't know if we're just being won over by his absolute, by <laughs> charismatic character, because um, it could be that a lot of people have said that Joe has a way of just turning people's opinions around. Um, like he's he's very good at doing that. Um, so yeah, it it could be that we could all completely being be being worked by Joe, because there's no doubt he's done some terrible things. There's absolutely no doubt, no doubt in my mind. Out of everyone in this documentary, or every one of these zoo owners, he he's the one that I am backing most. Yeah, it's it's difficult to judge Joe, isn't it? Because he like it's hard to tell when he's on camera if he's been like sincere or if he's just playing you. It's yeah, you know, it's. It's, yeah, it's difficult. I guess we'll find out more over the course of this episode. I think Joe as well. He, there's a lot of um, there's a lot of history there with Joe that has possibly helped him get to the point that he's got to. Um, like, and I, th- I think that has to be taken into consideration too. Um, you know, like obviously most people have have some form of problems in their life. Um, and I suppose you could say, you know, it's no excuse for doing bad things, um, which is true. Um, but still, I think you do have to take that into some form of consideration. Uh, we see that uh, GW Zoo um, is a bit of a ruin. The feds have raided Joe's house. They've taken all the docks, all the hard drives. They've also done some digging and they've like literal digging. <laughs> and uh, they found the bones of uh, some big cats, like five tigers on the property. Yeah, they found, uh, I think they said they found skulls, didn't they? Yeah, so we find that the reason why the feds are after Joe is he's been basically indicted on, apart from obviously uh, for murder, you know, the murder for hire, he's also been indicted with uh, 19 new wildlife offenses, um, which is basically the movement of, you know, these exotic animals. uh, And like Doc Antle, Way, <laughs> Doc Antle. He said that the feds come up with these wildlife charges as because was it the murder for hire thing was so flimsy and it, the whole thing wouldn't hold up on its own. It kind of seemed a bit vague. There's no way he would get convicted over that. Yeah. Um, Which kind of makes sense, yeah, really. It seems a bit. Mm. It it definitely it definitely feels like it was like oh, almost like oh we we we, ne- we nearly had mm. him. Like, but it's gonna it's gonna slip out of our our fingertips again. Um, what else can we find? Let's find. It, it literally feels like they've dug, literally all the dirt up they could um, to send Joe down and and to have him out of the picture. Yeah, it's yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, you see the there's like court documents and it shows you that uh, he's sold various like lions and tigers to different zoos around the area and. There's like delivery notes um, and the, the tigers and lions uh, range from like two weeks old to eight years old. Um, so it's, you know, it's quite diverse like overall. Joe's complaining that he's possibly going to get 79 years in jail. That's what they're throwing at him. I mean, that that would be a scary thought. Like 79 years. Like, I, I don't know. Do you know how, how old Joe is? Does it say within the series how old he is? I... He's well. He's he's obviously not young, is he? I'm not um, too sure. I think he's probably in his like fifties. Um, because what the 
Because yeah, John so. Rinky says that he's in his fifties, and he kind of they kind of look around the same kind of age, as far as I can tell. Yeah. Um. So I mean, 70 odd years uh, to someone in their fifties basically means you know you're going to die in here. Yeah. So life sentence. Um, which, so yeah, I think. Yeah, must be absolutely petrifying. So Joe's in prison. He gets a phone call from the director of this documentary, and he's like. Joe, did you shoot these tigers? And Joe's like, I euthanized five tigers, okay? If you have sick tiger or a lion that needs to be put to sleep, you've got to shoot them or dart it. That that's the only two options. Which, I mean, if he's doing it as like a like the sick defense, if they are too sick, I, I don't know. I'm not too sure. I'm still kind of in... It's like a, a weird gray area where I'm like, you know, if they are in serious pain or something, but then... You think you can still take them to the vets, but yeah, I mean, but people people do this with their dogs, their cats, um, and I imagine at any zoo, if if there is an animal that is so sick that it is just going to be living in constant pain, I think most zoos would do the same. I, I don't, maybe not shooting them. Um, it would probably be be done properly. Mm buy a vet um you know legally it would be done legally and they certain, certainly wouldn't be i guess burnt or buried um because that very much so looks like you're trying to get rid of evidence uh, by doing that um but also again we're hearing this from joe so were were the tigers sick i mean he's saying that is he saying that to to defend himself uh, for doing what he done, or is it is it the gospel? Is it is it, is it true? You know. Yeah, I think it's hard to say, isn't it? Um, no, I mean, if they had like, if they were say sick with like cancer or something like that, and they were in agony, as you said before, um, then that'd be kind of I don't know, different, I guess, putting them out, they're kind of like misery or that. Um, yeah, I I've I've heard. Um, like kind of since uh, by a couple of people that uh, it was to make more room. Oh. Um, so if that's the case, then yeah, it's it's very very wrong. Yeah, that that make him a bit of a bastard, wouldn't it? It's it's horrible. You don't yeah, he's the one that. Um, I do wonder yeah. though, because I know there's like been things that I've seen about where if someone. Uh, like say kills their pet, uh, that's them destroying their own, I know, property, if that makes any sense, which is kind of crazy. I know it's animal cruelty, but I, I know in some circumstances it can be counted as like you're just, it's your property in that sense. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I get that. Uh, I, I've not heard that myself. Um, I get that. Do I agree with that? A hundred percent. No. no. Neither do I. Uh, I just, it, it's a life. Yeah. yeah, like you you can't just kill your pets like because it's just because it's yours. It doesn't count like that, does it? It's it's like you can say it's, the same thing about Yeah, it's so morally yeah, wrong. The same thing about your like children. You'd be like, Oh, you know, I haven't got room to raise a baby or a kid. <laughs> come on, come on, come <laughs> on, little Timmy. <laughs> come into the back room. <laughs> God. This is going down dark a dark, room. dark place right now. <laughs> No, I don't. I don't agree with that. Um, I don't know. It's it's a bit of a moral gray area where you think like if they were truly, truly sick, 
or you know in pain putting them out of their pain um maybe yeah um like like people people have said i think uh it may have been it may have been doc antle um in one of the previous episodes um they said you know after a certain time well someone said it it might not have been doc antle but after a certain time these tigers become just a bit like they they bring in zero revenue um when when they reach a certain age um but i when i heard about it uh being to make more room i figured it was because there were new cubs and these new cubs will be the ones that are making the money now um so yeah but it, it seems odd as well because like joe has sold tigers before so i you know, I, I wonder if Joe would have gone down that route, that avenue first, like to try and sell the mm. Tigers and that, that way he'd make a quick buck and the Tigers wouldn't be shot. Um, but then I guess it could be equally cruel if they're being sold to some random in a tiny cage in a garden. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's not really a good way to look at it. Um, the only possibility is if they were truly, genuinely so sick that, you know, there, there is no cure for them and they would just be living, living out their lives in absolute agony. Um, and, you know, you don't wish that upon anyone, any being, any animal. It's, it's a thing with lots of pets. It happens around the world. Um, it happens with humans as well uh who you know they they choose to die um so yeah it is a gray area because even though it's legal in some circumstances there's still a lot of people that would probably say yeah but it's still not right but it i suppose it just depends on which side of the coin you land on there yeah there's no way it doesn't seem like there's any way to prove it because it's just bones (laughs) there's no way to find out if the um, uh the tiger was sick the lion was sick it's it's yeah. I guess we're just gonna have to take his word for it. Um, overall, I mean, I, I it may it, it may have been Eric in one of the interviews I've seen since yeah. um, that said either Eric or or one one of the uh, zookeepers yeah. anyway. Um, but I th- I think I remember one of them saying that because they said it was so upsetting because Joe literally like called the tigers over to the side of the fence as if, you know, like he was offering food and then just shot him in the head. Yeah. Yeah. I think we see that later in, like, if, if that in the is, documentary. Yeah. Like in later in the episodes, if that, if that is the case, like then it's completely wrong in my yeah. opinion. Um, horrible. So James is unhappy with Jeff. Uh, he says that well, James says that, Jeff would have been indicted if it wasn't for him. Um, and he wanted to be a part of the new zoo that Jeff um, and Tim are building. But Jeff said, that's not how it works. You know, you can't, can't be a part of our zoo. Yeah, and James is pretty unhappy about this. And I, I have, right now in this point of, of the episode, I, I'm 100% certain that Jeff will screw Tim over. I can see this coming. Like, and w- will it yeah. happen? Will it happen? We'll find out in just a little bit. Um, but I mean, if you've seen the episode already, you probably know. But, you know, I'm just going to, you know, for theatrics, we're going to keep this going. I mean, it, it, feels, it feels as well, like, all three of them, like Jeff, um, Tim, and James, all three of them 
like feel like they're con men um and they've all joined forces and it's like even even before anything happens like you can just tell there's going to be something like because they're all they're all vying for that kind of top spot with even within their own group um so it's, of course it's going to lead to disaster yeah it's like this is joe exotic's villain gallery that's what they is it's like kind of like (laughs) we got like you know essentially you know if you think of it like batman's like villain gallery uh we've got like bloody the penguin here which is clearly james um we've got i don't know what jeff would be just like you know the cool guy cool guy with with the hat and the d-rag and and we got a one word man which is alan This is, yeah, this is definitely like the villain gallery. They're kind of the villain team up in this episode. Mm-hmm. And then it moves on to, because basically James has been screwed over by Jeff. Uh, the director asks him, so how was Jeff Lowe involved with this whole plan to kill Carol? And uh, James is like, you're not going to, you know, use this and show this to the defense attorney when I lay this all out. And then... Yeah, he kind of giggles after he says yeah. it as well, doesn't he? Like, yeah, he's like, oh, I, I really, I really do not like this character, yeah. James. <laughs> There's just something I'm just like, oh, just so sly and. Oh. Yeah, he says like, yeah, don't free that motherfucker, um, which is referring to Joe, um, because <laughs> at this point, James thinks that the director is going to like use this footage and basically kind of you know exon- yeah, exonerate joe overall like uh, and put jeff behind bars what's really interesting yeah. about this part is i mentioned the last couple of episodes that i've been watching this with subtitles because i find some of it difficult to understand because mm-hmm. it either goes quick or whatnot and this whole section where uh james lays out the plan it's no there's no subtitles which oh, i really? thought was i don't know if they've just forgot about it or they couldn't understand what the hell he was saying but um, I had to write down the whole thing um, myself, mm-hmm. like um, from, and he was going, you know, it's a bit going a bit quick and I had to pause it a few times and write it down. But yeah, there's no subtitles in a few of these parts in, in the documentary. It's a lot of, it's a lot of the stuff where it's talking about Jeff Lowe and his plan or the plan overall. Like there's no subtitles in those parts. I mean, is it because it'd be libel be... or something once it's put down? Possibly, but they're not, but then I, I would think you would, if that was the case, you wouldn't be allowed to have it on camera in audio either. Yeah, but by... then it's slander, isn't it? It's him slandering him. Um, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, I'm not too sure. Maybe they just forgot to put those subtitles in. Um, but I, I don't know. It just seems very bizarre. I can't imagine Netflix, you know, just not having that on there. Yeah. There, there must be a reason for it. Yeah. Because I, I guess when they subtitle it, it's making it, you know, so that this is definitely what he said and this is the, definitely what the plan was. Mm-hmm. But this is what he said, basically. James says, so basically what happened is Jeff Lowe helped put the whole thing together because he obviously knew about it. Jeff Lowe told me on the phone that he was going to use Alan Glover. And then we see, uh, was it like a, like a smiling Alan on the back of a golf cart with... Dri- driven by like say uh, Jeff and Lauren at this point they're driving along and, like Alan's like getting, like like the little kid in the back smiling away um, which, <laughs> I thought it was funny because he just seems like emotionless most of the way through this yeah he's um, 
he's very he seems like a very kind of yeah like you say emotionless like kind of cold yeah um yeah just yeah untrustworthy he says joe offered me the money to go and kill that lady he offered me five thousand but i think he only come up with three thousand so i took that and ran and which just seems like he's just kind of making it up on the spot. It's kind of like he's trying to misremember. It's kind of almost like he's half remembering something he got told to say at this point. Um, yeah. But then we see the conversation between Jeff and Alan. And then it's like kind of basically them discussing that the feds have offered immunity to both Alan and Jeff if they just, you know, kind of come up with something that would put Joe in prison. Yeah. And it seems like, yeah, obviously they're, at this point, they seem like they're planning what they're going to say, and they're trying to like you know get the story thought out. At this point, um, yeah, they're trying they're tr- they're trying to get their stories straight, yeah. aren't they? Like so, so if if each of them were interviewed separately by the feds, which they would be, of course, um, their stories will match up. Ergo, Joe goes to prison. Um, yeah, just really, really sly. Yeah. Both of them. Yeah, it just it just seems crazy. Like, I mean, who? Where do you reckon this uh, this conversation come from? Is it because of Jeff's recording everything he's everything he's involved with? He's either recording the phone conversation. Is he recording like everything? Subtle? I wouldn't trust this guy ever. Like, you'd never say anything around Jeff. No, same. No. He just seems like yeah, he's kind of just doing everything to to get some dirt on everybody, just in case. But I I wonder with Jeff. If uh, kind of like with Joe, how he had a hold over quite a lot of people, either by supplying them drugs um, or by some of his staff, like he, he gave them a better life uh, to work there and, uh, you know, uh, pulled them out of their kind of misery. Um, I wonder if Jeff, maybe, because obviously it comes across that he's known Alan quite a long time. So I wonder if Jeff has stuff on Alan, maybe. Mm. And maybe, you know, that could be his bargaining chip of, okay, you know, you play along with this and I I won't out you for X, Y, and Z that you've done. Just, yeah, ah, this is just so, so untrustworthy. Like, yeah, I, I just, oh man, like it, he's, he must, Jeff must be a very, very intelligent man. Um, because he looks like he has worked a lot of people. Yeah. As as you said, like, um, one of the last episodes, he just comes across like a complete, like, he's got, like, a long con going on. Um, Big time. And, yeah, he does seem like he's absolutely con everybody. I just, you just, like, at the beginning of the episode where it's, like, Tim start work with him, I was like, yeah, I knew, I knew this is not going to go well. Like, this is not going to go well at all. Mm-hmm. And does it go well? We'll find out later on this episode. <laughs> 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 Uh, then we see, uh, it basically shows a few clips of, you know, the crew and stuff, uh, talking about how they are involved, like how they got contacted by say the agents, like the federal agents, uh, about the case. we see John Rinky, uh, him saying he can't believe he's in, involved in a, a mur- was it a murder for hire case all because he went, uh, and stopped by the zoo to feed a bear one day, which I thought was interesting. I don't, was he there the day they were discussing it and they kind of i don't know it was kind of i found that pretty vague i'm not too sure what that was i i i figured that was how he got into the job maybe 
Oh. Like, he, like he went there to 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 view animals or to see a bear. Oh, look, there's a zoo here. Let's go see a bear. Um, and maybe he got talking to Joe, and Joe worked him up into taking a job there. That's it. That's that's got to be it. It kind of seemed a bit vague overall in the documentary, but that, I think that's it. That's exactly what I think it is. I bet. I mean, that's that's what I figured. Have you found that in any of the uh, interviews that you've watched? That's how he got hired, or no? Not not that I've seen no. yet. No. Um, Joshua says that an FBI agent contacted him and basically asked him point blank. Are you on Team Government or Team Joe? Yeah. And wow. Yeah, I just thought that. And he was like, it was the scariest thing that he's heard in his life or something. Yeah. I mean, hasn't Joshua been through enough? Yeah, yeah. He's, you know, he's had to deal with like a whole, a whole lot of shit, hasn't he? So, um, yeah. Like, and he, he really does, like, as like we've said, like, he comes across such a nice guy. Like, leave the poor guy. Yeah, this like. is what he's like a libertarian and he was like, fuck the feds. Which yeah. I was like, oh. Us. I half expected it to like freeze at that point and have like sunglasses that come on and that little joint thing. <laughs> you know, like that, those to float into <laughs> a freeze frame. Oh, that would have been quite uh, cool. <laughs> I, I'm hey, they're guaranteed yeah. now. They're, they're, well, as long as someone listens to this, um, um, I might. Then yeah, that that could possibly be made, or yeah, maybe make yeah, it. I think here. I might have to. That was it's just. <laughs> so great uh eric says that he don't go to court he's a good boy you know he doesn't even get traffic tickets so him going to court for this whole thing is just something he's not used to i love eric so much i, I just think he's he's so yeah. cool um just so laid back like he just wants to do his yeah. job get on with it um and live his life like he's not he's he doesn't want to be a, be a part of all this trivial bullshit. Um, and that really comes across with Eric. Yeah. Like, is Joe, like, no, not Joe. Uh, Eric turns on Joe. Um, he talks about Joe killing the animals. Um, and he referred, you know, like, basically what you talked about earlier in this episode. He said that, uh, I know, it's actually really hard to understand him. So I had to write, I had to listen to this a few times. But basically he said that, uh, he knew that he killed uh, this particular like tiger at the park, and Joe said that if he knew it was going to be that easy, he would kill them all or something. Yeah, is is this the point where Eric's like in his? It looks like he's in his bedroom. Um, yeah, it's around that point. He was, he was talking he, to the. He looks yeah. a bit. He looks a bit broken mm. there. Um, like he looks like he's definitely on a bit of an alcohol binge. Um, and I, I found out from interviews that. Um, that Eric did. Uh, he was an alcoholic mm. um, at one time, and I, I think that may have been the case, possibly before he started the job. And you know, maybe that was the point of Joe kind of capturing yeah. him. Um, and it, it looks like he's maybe fallen off the wagon again. Um, like Eric's also mentioned in one of his interviews since. Um, that uh, a lot of people have been making comments about him um, and his missing teeth um, and saying that he's obviously a meth head um, and he vehemently, vehemently denies that. He says he's, he's never done meth. Um, he said he likes to sleep. <laughs> he, he doesn't want to be kept awake by that crap. Um, but in that same interview, that's where he said, you know, he, he did suffer with alcoholism uh, before. Is that from um, the post show or...? 
Or is that from Dave Spade? Uh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah um, he, I'd say he didn't seem like he was on sync there myself. I think it's because maybe the director was showing him pictures of big cats that he used to like and stuff. And he, he used to like go down memory lane of like all the ones that have been killed. It's like a, quite a weight above him because he's not used to going to court and like, you know, kind of testifying against Joe and putting himself in the spotlight. Yeah, he, he, does, he doesn't want all the attention. No, he definitely um, looks like he's kind of lay low just as just generally. Definitely. Like he says there as well, doesn't he? He says like that, that was something like that was a minute. That was that was a very heavy minute. Yeah. for me. I, 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 fe- I felt bad for Eric in, in this whole scene. I felt really bad. For yeah, him. it's yeah, it does seem difficult. He's definitely one of my favorites out the lot. Yeah. Then we find out Carol gets called um, to, you know, to give to testify. I mean, um, and she has basically said, like, she's surprised that Joe didn't want to do it himself. Like, you know, to kill her, considering like he made all that kind of noise about like killing her and like killing her, like on, you know, the show's weekly pretty much like saying that he would kill her, he would shoot her and all that kind of stuff. Well, I think in uh, the last episode, maybe, I don't think we no. mentioned it in the last pod, but um, there's part where Jahu uh, has a rifle mm. and he, he says, uh, you know, if, if basically if shit hits the fan, this is this is my going to Florida gun. Uh. Um, and yeah, like it, it, things like that. And like you say, like the videos he's done uh, through his YouTube, Carol just seems to be kind of shocked, doesn't she? That... Uh, it's Joe not wanting to do it himself. Yeah, but she says like if he if she did get killed, it would push her movement so far forward that it'd be worth it. So she would she was okay to be like a martyr for this whole movement, like that she believed in. Yeah, but she I don't think she is really. No. That's that's anyone anyone could say yeah. that on camera. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, in, in fact, I think we spoke about this before that if if she if she was killed, mm. it it would. It would come through. Yeah, uh, that it would probably do more for her cause. <laughs> It'd be um, like Carol's law. But yeah, it? or yeah, Carol likes to. It comes across very much so that Carol very much so like likes to come across the hero in all mm. of this. Um, I don't think she is. No, the audience don't think that as well. Like from what I've seen just around on socials and stuff, it's Carol is hated. Um, yeah, well, I guess we go into it a little bit more later on. We see John, you know, Joe's ex-husband, um, and basically testifying not just for the movement of animals, but also for the murder for hire. And, you know, he said that he was, you know, like witness to a lot of the stuff that was going on during this time. And he was like saying about what was happening behind the scenes. I don't think for a second that John wanted to do this. No. I think it was more a case of you do this or you know you you were you were a part or in maybe even in his mind oh, I, I was a part of this for so many years does that mean that i would i would possibly go to jail so it looks like a lot of fear tactics have been used on a lot of joe's staff to kind of turn their back on him oh, yeah absolutely I, did, I always wondered like if if he did testify and joe went to jail that would be his chance of moving on finally from this whole thing mm-hmm. um but i do wonder if that was like a if that was that weighed in on the decision as well. Yeah, possibly. Uh, if we see James, uh, James goes to the witness stand, uh, ends up kind of rolling over on Jeff, like and saying that, you know, Jeff was definitely involved as well. Um, and tells the, the jury that, uh, Jeff, Jeff provided like a map of the bike path and says, uh, says that, um, Joe was back at his desk, minding his own business at this point. Like I, I got from that, that, uh, 
like again all these characters like working together so to speak mm. uh to take joe down but now it comes to the point where it's actually going to court they're all scared for themselves so much that they're all dropping each other in it yeah it, it does seem like that. Like, they're just they're just again like untrustworthy like definitely not salt of the earth characters no. I don't know. Uh, James is basically like a kind of a wacky wave and inflatable arm flailing tube man right now, isn't he? In terms of that's what he is. He's like, you cannot trust this guy to do anything. He's he will be on your side one second and then he'll be on another side as soon as the wind changes. Yeah, he'll do anything to save yeah, his arm. He just, he's oh, yeah, he doesn't have a backbone, this guy. I feel <laughs> like, no, <laughs> just scummy. Yeah. A news reporter basically says that Jeff Lowe is a very skilled con man. Yeah, like she's like she's really surprised that basically Jeff doesn't he doesn't get uh, called to uh, to testify or anything um, at this point. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I th- I think we've all worked out that that Jeff definitely has a uh, uh, penchant for conning people. That's definitely definitely a thing that comes through throughout this whole thing as, as as soon as jeff was introduced um you kind of get that about him um when it comes when it when it comes through that he he basically used a smoke screen in order to to yeah. get joe um by by you know the ferraris the mansion but in actual fact that you know he, he hadn't made down payments on these ferraris uh, the mansion wasn't actually his, was it? Yeah, it was like, rented. Or it was yeah. rented or Which I've never heard of that. Never heard of rented mansion. Right. So, right. I guess that's crazy. No, I mean, that must cost yeah. a lot of money. Unless he rented it just for that day in order to win. No, I think he does. He probably does live somewhere, but it doesn't. I mean, in the footage that we see, it's, I don't know. It doesn't look like he's in the mansion anymore. No. So people kicking off at the fact that Alan who's the hitman and is like he acknowledges he is the hitman in this whole thing doesn't get anything he doesn't get like any kind of jail time for this um he just kind of like walks free that really doesn't make sense either like i mean it does when you kind of come to understand that joe isn't necessarily really going down for for the murder for hire like that was a small percentage of what he's gone down mm. for in the so I guess it makes sense there. But if it were just the case of Joe, Joe's going to prison because he's tried to hire someone to murder someone, then surely the person that was hired would be kind of top of the list to also go to jail. Like that just really doesn't make sense. Yeah, because as much as Joe gave money, he accepted that money, even if he just ran off. Yeah, he was, he was willing to do yeah. the murder. Joe says that Alan made up going to Florida and he has phone recordings to prove it. And then it cuts to Alan on the phone, essentially proving this, like saying like, I'll would, I would never go to Florida, not even on vacation. I'll never go to Florida. Um, and he wouldn't even, uh, he would never kill Carol, not even for like a million dollars. Like he would never even think about doing that. And then we see him on camera saying the same thing, saying that he would, you know, he might, might have made up going to Florida. Which it should have collapsed at that point, you know, saying that, you know, there's no, the whole charge of him yeah. paying someone to go then, you know, shouldn't have stood up, I guess. Um, it, it just kind of proves that it was, it was a con all along. 
Like it, it's basically yeah. entrapment. Yeah, it does seem like that. So Joe takes the stand uh, on you know in the court case, and this is against his like attorney's advice completely. Like you know, nobody expected Joe to you know stand in his own trial. Like Joe, Joe has a Joe has a tendency to like open his mouth. Um, like a, a few people have said this about Joe. Um, he has a tendency to kind of <laughs> drop himself in it a lot of the time. Um, so I expect from from his attorney, that was probably a big fear of his. Is like, I'm trying to win a case for you here. You know, don't don't make it worse on yourself by going up there and thinking this is maybe a chance for you to be in the limelight and be famous yet again um, and end up absolutely just destroying our case. Um, he did say that uh, Jeff, he told Jeff that... Um... Alan wouldn't listen to me. Um, and Jeff said, just give Alan $3,000 and send him off to Southern California uh, just to get him out of the picture. Um, and we find out that the Thanksgiving dinner that Joe uh, does in like episode, I don't know, like a couple episodes ago. Um, yeah, Five I think it was six, that. Um, he raises money to give to Alan about $3,000, you know, just to get him out of there. And that's what he was giving the money to Alan for. It wasn't. It wasn't to kill Carol. It was, you know, just to, yeah, just to get uh, get Alan out of there because he was just, you know, they were yeah having major friction. So, um, and like we, Doc Antle comes into this and says it's ridiculous that uh, Joe would hire a hitman for three thousand. It would cost like a hundred thousand. Three thousand pounds seems pretty cheap. <laughs> it's like super budget hitman. I wonder, I wonder how Doc Antle knows this. <laughs> Doc Antle, he has, he has his ear to the ground, Doc Antle. Nothing gets past him. Oh, 100%. Uh, yeah, another very, very yeah. intelligent man. Um, we cut to Josh, who basically says that Jeff definitely set Joe up. Um, and it comes to Jeff saying, like, what's setting someone up? Is it allowing them to talk whilst I record? Yeah. He's such a snake. He's just like... Yeah, big time. Yeah, he's, I would never say anything around Jeff. You know, not that I would say anything incriminating straight away when I met him, I, but... <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't know if I'd even be associated with the guy, to be honest, because I, I, I just think he has the ability to take... It feels like he has the ability to take anyone yeah. down and just get away with it. Like he has some special powers. Like if he's a, if he's some new Marvel superhero, and his his powers is to do all, all the wrongs in the world, but get away with it and let someone else take the rap. Um, yeah, it just yeah. I don't think I'd even associate myself. Yeah, because with you know guy. you you meet him in public and you go up for his autograph. And before you know it, you're in, you're in jail. Yeah, you're in cuffs. <laughs> you're in cuffs. Because like... he says, like, did I encourage Joe to, you know, to say something incriminating? And he was like, yeah, yeah, I, I did. So he can give the sound bites to the authorities. <laughs> so. Yeah, just like, like you said, completely snake it. Uh, Joe and the director, like, have a conversation. It's like, you know, from jail. And the director asks Joe how the testimony went and Joe thinks it went really well and that he's definitely going home. Cut to basically the jury given the verdict that Joe is guilty on all accounts. 
We also find that the jury was shown a selection of Joe's social media videos about Carol um, before this. Yeah. So, and that those videos are painting in a really bad light. The oh yeah, hundred percent. Like they are, they are not going to do him any favors in in a court case no, situation, um, especially when the when part of the court case is trying to get this this lady killed um yeah well you you can you can easily see how that would quite easily sway a jury like if if you had anyone with any kind of even the slightest bit of doubt that that he would do such a thing you watch them videos him shooting this mannequin in the face um you know calling it carol baskin then i i think that's gonna sway it any jury's mind easily. Yeah, it doesn't make him look good at all. Um... Do you do you think it's right that what they were allowed to use that? Yeah, but the way they kind of prefixed it, well, not not even prefixed it because it's after after the after they showed all these videos, they said like, we're not here to talk about what Joe Exotic said online. We're here to talk about what he said when nobody was listening, and it shows it shows the text and stuff. Yeah. And then they used this. It's yeah. Like it's completely contradictory. No, I mean it's they're, they're never gonna paint him in a good light. Him shooting like a Carol Baskin like dummy, like having the sex doll probably. Uh, there's ton like I would say half his YouTube is probably about Carol Baskin and like getting murdered or something like that. Or um, yeah, exactly. But then, like as well, like from me, just my own take hmm. through watching it. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't think for a second that Joe likes Carol. I, I don't think for a second that he does. I think he vehemently despises the lady. Um, but also at the same time, I think that Joe got so um, like it became it became a way of like controversy. Like controversy creates cash. Uh, you know, so controversy in his videos for him probably garnered him more viewers because people like, you know, holy crap, look, look at this crazy guy like, and what he's doing. Like, even if you weren't a fan of, of animals, um, tigers, big cats, whatever, like, if, if someone posted this on their social media and you just clicked for it, you know, I'll oh, just see what this is about, it's hard yeah. not to look away. Because, because one, what he's doing is just so out there and insane. And two, just Joe's yeah. character. Like, he's one of them guys that you, you just have to keep watching. Um, so I, I think as a viewer watching this, you understand that kind of context. Um, but again, to a jury, just being shown it in a case like this, that context isn't going to come through at all. If his zoo was like, say, in England, and like you watched his documentary, would it drive you to go there? What to his zoo? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably. In in some degree, like, yeah. I mean, it it, w it would really depend, I guess. Um, if if I was just a yeah. zoo fan, like, oh, I'd like to go and see some animals. Um, yeah, a hundred percent, it would. If I was an a massive advocate for the safety and well-being of big cats um which of course you know i 
I am like I don't want any animal to be in harm um but obviously you've got some people that are you know it's their life that to defend these animals if if I was one of those um no I wouldn't um unless I was going there to kind of investigate for myself yeah but I mean can you imagine if he got out after he gets out and he gets like probably funding easily to make another zoo for sure it'd be insane like it you'd be like the most popular zoo in the world <laughs> just to just for a chance to meet no, him again i i really i really don't know if joke zoic if he does ever get out i really don't know if he'd want to go down that route again i mean i i would think as much as it would like it would garner mm. attention I think if Joe gets out of jail, I think Joe needs to just really think about what he wants from life. Um, because there's absolutely no doubt he's going to get fame from this. Um, I mean, he's got fame already. It's just he's not really able to experience it properly. Um, but, you know, I, I could see Joe maybe doing, like, speaking tours um, where where he discussed like, his side of the story and just, like, the crazy things that have gone on in his life. And I think he could make a, a real lot of money by doing something like that. And by him doing something like that, he's getting money, he's getting fame, and he's not hurting animals. I, th- I think that would be Joe Exotic's best. He did like an autobiography, uh, or just a biography. I mean, like, you know, he doesn't have to write it himself, but uh, it's, I think it would sell like hotcakes. He could write it in jail. Um, I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if he's not already. Um, I mean, I was thinking there must be a way to like send like letters and stuff to him. I mean, you must get like so much post now because of this. Oh yeah, yeah. Like people, people in prison. Like, um, well, I know for sure people yeah. on death row um, are able to receive letters, um, but I'm I'm not 100 percent sure how it works in just kind of regular prison. Um, but yeah, like I, I have heard that um, he's trying, he's trying to be able to use uh, social media um, in prison. Um, so like he wants to talk to his fans, um, but I don't know if that's been supplied to him as of yet. I've seen some documentaries where you see um, people using like you know, say video phone calls, as you can see like in the documentary, um, and they can obviously uh, buy stuff um like you know for the thing so i wouldn't be surprised if people have like uh topped up his like you know card that he's got in the prison like his account with like stupid amount of money now because he's probably making quite a lot of money for was it yeah. com- commissary i think that's what's called um yeah they must be yeah <laughs> he must have like all the packs of noodles in the world now like you know all the ramen because that's like currency <laughs> he's probably got like you know the good bunk now <laughs> i don't know <laughs> yeah. I don't know, man. Like, I, I, that's that's a worry for me as well. Um, with Joe, is with this newfound kind of fame that he's receiving from this, like in prison, like that could really work yeah. against him as well. Um, because other prisoners, one could be jealous that okay, we're in here too. Uh, you're getting all this fame and attention and glory um, with, with a possibility of the president of 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 america looking into your case 
what makes you so different? You know, um, so I, I could I could see jealousy forming, but also I could see if there's any you know real dangerous people in there, them kind of uh, like trying to extort money from Joe um, or, or or stuff like that, like with his newfound fame. If they think that somehow he's he's going to end up making money from this, um, oh, yeah, I suppose I can see that though because I can see. Um... Obviously, because everybody knows his husband on the outside. They know who he is and what he looks like and stuff. The problem is, what stops someone from inside prison saying, if you don't pay me X amount of money once you get out, I'll kill your husband. Or, you know, yeah. I'm a, or kill him. Or kill yeah. him. I mean, or kill him. Like, obviously, in, in prisons, you know, like bad stuff goes on in prisons. And, you know, we know from prisons around the world that... that, that weapons are often able to be like exported into the prison um or they're able to make weapons like little kind yeah. of shanks and things um so yeah i i can imagine joe being quite worried in there um yeah i think it'd be extremely scary like prison would be scary enough as it is and then with all this kind of attention on him could make it a lot more a lot more scary and intimidating. John Rinky says that he wasn't approached to testify. He doesn't understand why, because he ran the zoo for 14 years, and like they was wondering like why wouldn't they want to talk to him? And then after he finds out about the information, uh, finds out about Joe being sent down and going to prison, because um, he gets tw- gets what 22 years in the end. Uh, yeah, John's like. They all, they all got what they wanted. They, the Tiger King is in jail. It's sad. The man's going to die in jail, which is brutal, isn't it? Um, he, he seems to be taking it really hard. Yeah. And it is sad. It is sad. And it does, it does very much so come across that like, this was from the get-go of this documentary. It feels like this was the kind of the, the mission statement uh, to to kind of Joe's adversaries. Like, we need this guy out of the picture because Joe is so eccentric that he, he gets a, quite a bit of fandom because of that. And I think a lot of them were, were worried that that his, his fandom would rise possibly above theirs eventually, um, which in turn would, you know, it would make him the Tiger King and people would probably listen to him over the likes of Carol. Um, who in I guess in her mind is trying to save these animals. Um, well, I guess it depends on which way you look at it. She's either trying to save these animals or, you know, she, she wants the yeah. kingdom. She wants to be sat on that throne. Well, I mean, it's all very sad, you know, Joe Gunn's jail, but I can tell you who's not sad at this point. And it's uh, Howard and, and Carol. Carol, they're both... Ex- Absolutely ecstatic, <laughs> ecstatic about this. Um, you see, uh, yeah, celebrating champagne. with champagne. He was like, it's definitely, it was definitely a champagne and brie evening that night. And you see, like, Howard's over the moon. He's singing the carol. It's like, oh, that's... <laughs> it's not, 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 not quite good as... Um, well, not even Joe's no. voice, I guess. Not quite good as the uh, songs that we've heard no. throughout the documentary. I mean, it's a cover, but, like, yeah, I can't imagine, but... It's, yeah, Carol 
is thrilled and relieved with the outcome. She's like absolutely ecstatic about it. I can understand that they're they're finally relieved because now there's no uh, there's no death threats anymore apart from everybody. Basically, everybody in the fandom of this right now have already got like putting death threats to Carol now because of this documentary. Yeah. I mean, just when she thought that she was like you know safe from death threats, that she probably gets like tenfold death threats now. Yeah, and probably probably by or possibly by people maybe a lot more dangerous oh, yeah, than definitely. Joe Exotic, um, like. Like Alan times two. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the thing is, with with these people, like, there's there's no face to. Yeah. Like Joe Exotic, you know, you like she knew who he was. Um, you know, I, she knew quite a lot about Joe. But I suppose anyone doing it now, like they're they're these faceless people on the internet. We also go to Jeff, and we see that Lauren is having a baby next week. Um, it's like a bit like later on in in the documentary, but then he says, uh, "Yeah, so Lauren's gonna have a baby next week, uh, and then we're gonna get her in the gym." Which <laughs> was like what? Because she's 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 quite obviously heavily pregnant. Yeah. Um, so and obviously with with pregnant ladies, you know, they they put on a bit of weight. Um, but most most people, most husbands anyway, they they say my wife is glowing. It's just it's, you know, like that that pregnancy glow. But he looks ashamed of he's that. He's full on. He's trashy as fuck. It's like, yeah. Um, he says he says like you can get a get a nanny as long as I pick her. If you're gonna bring one in, what's the point of getting one that's not enjoyable to look at? And what's he's back? yeah, but. But then Lauren reacts to that by saying, because he's like basically going through pictures of like women who are like, you know, attractive looking nannies and stuff on uh, on the computer. Is it on Tinder? I, I, I don't know. Is it on Tinder? It looks like it's an app like Tinder. Well, for like, for nannies. Like... <laughs> well, maybe. Or maybe he's just literally looking for pretty women, uh, or in his, his mind, pretty women on, on Tinder yeah. and messaging them and going, Look, I don't care if you have any experience. You know, the only thing that I need, the only box I need ticked is is this one of the way you look. Um, I will pay you X amount of money to come and do this. And I guess most people that that possibly have never dreamed of, of even making that kind of money would jump at that fact. It's insane. Insane. Like, I don't know how he thinks this comes across in the documentary, but this is probably not the point to say that. Like, you know, he's already hated as it is, but having him have this in the documentary is, it just makes him look like trash. It's... Yeah, big time. But then, yeah, so Lauren reacts to that and basically says, well, some of these are bilingual or multilingual. So that'd be great to teach a baby that, you know, they're like a new language. And then we see Jeff's reaction, which is like the best reaction I've seen in this show so far and it's him looking very sad for about what five seconds and it's like it holds on his face just looking like miserable um and it's yeah. I loved it so much that I took a picture of it on my phone because I hit I might even post it in the, in the show notes because it's amazing yeah it's brilliant <laughs> again though it, it does it just it can it like Jeff is as is, is smart as he comes across with some things like he really he doesn't he doesn't know how to like show his character in a way that that looks like a decent human being um yeah just that that scene is like that's that's jeff 
to a T. Like you, you need a description of what type of guy Jeff, Jeff is. Um, you know, l- look at that scene. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Jeff says that uh, people have been trying to send him down, but no evidence has materialized. So he's always kind of like got out of it. Then we see James saying that uh, he doesn't think that Joe will be alone in there because a lot of people are going to go down about this, like from all the events that have happened over the years. And then we get to see James on the jet ski. Oh my for god! Way too long. It goes on for a long time. Um, I'm. What, what? Like, what is the point of that scene? Like, like, does he think he's that cool? Like, oh. Oh, I, I feel like if, if I met James, I'd need to directly go and have a shower afterwards, <laughs> like just to clean the scum off of me from even being in his presence. Um, oh, yeah, I really do not like this guy. No, he is weird because like, all of his bits seem like very kind of like filmic, don't they? Like as in um, they kind of like look very like cinematic. Um and do you think he's asked? For I that? think he definitely has. Like, you know, like we're, we're doing yeah. like a really cool video of you like going along on the jet ski. And like, mm. there's a lot of things where it's kind of like him in slow motion and stuff, just looking about and stuff. And it's just, yeah, ridiculous. I feel like, you know, the only thing that can make him cooler is like a, you know, a, a cap and a do rag, you know, on his head right now. Um, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Um, Oh, and then, okay, so John Rinky says, he asked the feds, he's like, what's going to happen to everybody else? Like, everybody else that was involved. And they, the feds basically said, look, this is far from over. Oh. So, like, hinting hint mm-hmm. that possibly, like, a, I mean, like, obviously, hinting that season two, possibly, there's, like, more to this story overall. Well, m- more importantly, like, rather than a season two, yeah. I, I I would much rather than being able to watch a season two of Tiger King, I would much rather that justice be served. Absolutely. What was it? Joe says that he has a list of like 37 names of people that he's going to take up. He's going to want to take down. Um, and he wants to team up with uh, Peter, uh, you know, the, the animal charity to, yeah. and he's shared info uh, about wildlife, wildlife tracking uh, in the U S and abuse of animals um, and we see, was it Dylan going into like a lockup, uh, taking off the lock and there's like loads of computers in there and like all files and stuff. It's kind of like his, yeah, just like all the evidence that you thought was burnt by him. It looks like he's it's, saved. Yeah. It, it's like a gold mine of truth. Yeah. Oh, is it? And you see that, uh, the director basically picks up one receipt and it says, well, oh, this is made out to Doc Hansel. And then, like, yeah, and he he quickly kind of snatches it away yeah. from him, doesn't he? Oh, like that's that's kind of like. Do you think that possibly Doc Antle has uh, like maybe paid them to not mention him? Um, or or, or paid paid uh, Joe's husband now, like to not mention him i am not sure i do feel like there's something super sketchy going on there uh and he's always had the control over certain things there it does seem like they're not trying to incriminate doc ansel ever on this but the director's Mm -hmm. definitely kind of hinting you've you've got to remember as well that uh doc Antle has strong ties with mario yeah so could that play into it as well i mean mario went 
was originally going to be sent to prison that time for I can't remember how long, but a lot of yeah. years, like a hundred years, and then wasn't ended it? up serving. <laughs> yeah, and ended up serving twelve. Hmm. Like that's power. Yeah. That's power. So I I I I strongly wonder if if possibly there there is a lot more going on there. Yeah, it seems super sketchy. And we see Doc Antle again. What? Um, he says, I'm not fucking about. Um, I can't be targeted. How can you target me? Um, and then Joe tells Peter, the animal charity, just in case you think I'm saying Peter, that Doc Antle gasses the tiger cubs and cremates them. Yeah. like It, say, it says that he has an actual gas chamber oh. there it, uh, on, on the park. Yeah, the ones that are like, you know, uh, just after the weeks that you can't use them anymore. And we suspected this, like, in one of the earlier episodes, because, was it Barbara? Like, you know, one of his ex-wives, like, she hints at this, like, oh, like, he said that, he said that I know where the animals go. You don't need to know. So there's always been something sketchy about that, but what he does with them. And he, you know, like... He he definitely plays his cards close to his chest, does does, uh, Doc Antle. Um, And, like, I guess you could even say, like, it kind of goes hand in hand as well with like whenever Doc Antle has been filmed, he wants to be in control of it. Oh, yeah. Like, and he doesn't, he doesn't want the documentary makers to delve into his life any further than, than what he will allow. Yeah. He, he just, he's a control freak. He wants to control his image. Big time. But yeah, like I, I, I imagine if you dug up his property, you'd find way more than like say five uh, tiger skulls in his property. Like, yeah, yeah. There's definitely, I mean, it, or it comes across at least that there's definitely there's more more there than than meets yeah. the eye. Um, de- definitely feels like Doc Antle is kind of put, putting up a front. Mm-hmm. All right. So then this next part. If you're not sitting down, you need to be sitting down for this because <laughs> your legs are going to start to wobble after I tell you this. We find out that Jeff fucks over Tim Stark. What? What? No way! <laughs> but why? <laughs> Guys, we've come full circle on this. We've, we've found out that the whole story arc has been leading to this in this episode. Um... So Tim was paying for everything. He kind of ends up shipping like all this stuff down there to try to get the zoo off the ground. And it just obviously falls through because like Jeff wasn't chipping in. Jeff I don't know, supposedly has no money or, you know, he's just trying to take advantage of people. Um, and yeah, obviously Tim goes off, you know, just angry saying basically fuck you, Jeff. Mm-hmm. I couldn't believe that. I was really, really surprised that was going to happen. So <laughs> uh, well, I, I I guess you could say, uh, obviously, it's not. A, a, well, I guess you could put it this way: like the old saying of uh, a leopard never changes its mm-hmm. spots. I guess you could say it for this: a tiger never changes its stripes, yeah. and 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 that comes across massively with a lot of these guys. We see Saf. Uh, the director asks Saf, "Who wins?" And he says, "Nobody." Uh, he says that. Everybody involved is a so-called animal advocate and that not a single animal benefited from this, like from this war. Very true. We then see John Rinky and his cool go-kart looking car thing, uh, which has a, 
<laughs> it looks yeah. awesome. There's a skeleton in the passenger seat and an evil clown painted on the bonnet. And he just says that he's out of the zoo world now. He's done. He's got other things going on now. Can you blame him? Do you know what he moved on to in the end? I think, was it like maybe something to do with cars? It, it looks like maybe, yeah, it looks like uh, possibly like, uh, I don't know what they call it in America. Oh, um, like NASCAR. Yeah, possibly. Construction um, derby kind of thing. Maybe a more kind of, yeah, yeah. But then that car, I, I certainly wouldn't want to be running that into other cars. It's a beautiful looking so cool. car. It looks like a lot of money has been spent to, to make That's that. his pride and joy for sure, definitely. Like, yeah. Uh, we see John Findlay getting his tattoo covered up. <laughs> yeah, the, you know the tattoo above his, like, you know, dick and that? Uh, he, where it said, like, uh, was it, like, <laughs> privately owned by Joe Exotic? And the tattoo asks, the tattooists yeah. asks, um, who is Joe Exotic? And John replies, a nobody now. I mean, I think he's done. He's done with Joe. He's moved on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think as well, like, with, um, with Joe being in prison uh, at this point, like, well, John John probably feels like, well, he, I can do whatever I want now. Like, Joe has no hold over me anymore. Um, and I, I guess that the removal of the tattoo is fairly symbolic to yeah. John um, of, of this, of, like, the, his kind of escape. Like, he made it out alive. Um, but yeah, it looks very painful, mm. though. Uh, I, I mean, I've heard that the laser removal of tattoos is like excruciatingly mm. painful. Um, so yeah, um, but yeah, definitely a symbolic moment for John. Uh, why do you reckon he end up getting like a ball? I don't know. Like, is that the furthest thing away from a tiger? Maybe, or <laughs> I really don't know. <laughs> or was he? Uh, he's taken like life by the horns now. Maybe controlling his own like destiny. Uh, that's yeah. a good yeah, a ball by the horns. Good way yeah. to look at it. Yeah, I just, I, that's what I kind of got from it. That's what I wrote down. We then see clips of Joe when he was younger, and he seemed like he had the same views as Carol about Cuphead and breeding. It was like kind of almost like it was where Carol is now that's where Joe was like in terms of he had, he was against mm -hmm. it. He was, you know, he looked young, youthful and he had like, you know, completely different opinions to how he has na like later yeah. on in life. Um, like again, I think, I think it's definitely a case of like Joe's ego just grew and grew. Um, and it, it, it definitely became like, I think he, I, I seriously think he went into what he was doing. Like, like he had good intentions um and i just i just think it all took over kind of and um like the power he held like in owning that zoo went to his head and was kind of his self-destruction yeah definitely because was it rick uh kirkham says that he believes that uh when joe first started the zoo is for good purposes uh but once the money took toll he like lost his way and he just stopped caring for the animals anymore. He was like kind of, yeah. And yeah, I just, I think it's, it's weird. Cause when I watched the Louis Ferry documentary on this, he doesn't seem like the same person. He he's kind of resembles more of the person uh, you see in this clip. And I do wonder if yeah. maybe Louis kind of given him that taste of fame kind of moved, you know, moved things on for him. Like he kind of, 
got like noticed and he become like a little bit of a celebrity from that documentary and maybe that's where he kind of went off from that point because it seems like it didn't take too it wasn't too long between the beginning of this documentary and when Louis for it was like four or five years so he, he did seem to yeah. change crazy amounts within that time yeah I mean I mean obviously I you know you you can't put the onus on Louis <laughs> sorry um, Louis for Louis, Louis doing his <laughs> Yeah, he's doing his job at the end of the day. Um, like, unfortunately, as sad as it is, the onus is on yeah. Joe. Um, like, no, no matter what, you you always, always in life have a choice, and Joe just made the wrong choice in in this situation. Um, and it is sad, and it's. I think by the end of this documentary series, you kind of realise that it. It's a bit of a tragedy. Mm. Um, just yeah, it's sad. Like, it, and again, by the end, I'm left feeling bad for Joe. Yeah, I know what you mean. It it does feel kind of it's obviously ended on like a kind of a weird note. Uh, I mean, you there's a little bit of voiceover from Joe, and he says like, "Are, are the animals happy?" I mean, who the hell knows? Uh, and this is the most I think this is the most powerful part of the episode for me. But Joe talks about these two chimpanzees. Um, that he kept in cages mm-hmm. next to each other for like 10 years. And he ended up like uh, setting them, not setting them free, but taking them down to like this ape center down in Florida where they had like this massive open space that they could run around in and that. And when they first like kind of, you know, put into this open space, all they did was like start like hugging each other, hugging on each other. And Joe thought to himself, yeah. like, did I deprive them of that for 10 years? And he says, yeah yeah he did um and he felt bad because you know like it's it's a definite like it definitely feels like that's like a realization point to joe like like almost like what have i become like i'm I'm not who i used to be look look what i've done um and you get like like you say it's extremely powerful this scene um and you 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 see the image of of the the ape's hand like reaching out from the bars of of its cage its enclosure um and then joe just kind of like stroking the hand and it oh, yeah it, it kind of brings forth that like how kind of similar humans and apes are um and and it, it does it kind of ties up this this thing of like where joe is now like he's now that ape in that cage um and he's missing he's missing that that touch that that love from his loved one um and he it really really does come across that he's realized the error of his ways um which again just makes it even the more even more the sadder yeah it's yeah pretty powerful moment and that's pretty much the end of Tiger King, it kind of has like a black screen, flashes up with like white text saying that Joe was sentenced to 22 years in prison. The mm. Big Cat Safety Act was not passed. That was the one where it's like illegal to own these exotic pets. Um, and yeah. yeah, like, you know, to transport them around and stuff. Um, find out Doc Antle Zoo was raided by the authorities um, in December last year. And he didn't respond to allegations of cub euthanasia. Funny that. <laughs> and then we find out that there's around 5,000 to 10,000 exotic animals 
in captivity in the US and there's fewer than 4,000 in the wild. Like that's extreme. I I got from that entire last part, um, you know, the black screen with, with, you know, these, these, these bits of writing coming up. I got from that, the, the real kind of, if there is any good really that can come out of this whole documentary is that, you know, people come away from it thinking about the animals that are being mistreated, being caged up in unnatural, like completely unnatural habitats. Um, and if there's any good that can come out of it, it's that maybe people now band together to try and really, really create change, um, create change and, and make it so there is a better life for these animals. You know, not zoos, not sanctuaries, in the wild where they truly belong. Yeah, it does feel like the documentaries come full circle because the whole thing was investigations of who owns these, uh, like, exotic animals and that. And obviously, Joe Exotic took the limelight completely for, like, from us the whole run of the documentary and all these things, like, you know, murder and all that was distracting from the whole point of the documentary was yeah bringing it back mm-hmm. to the animals um that's what matters yeah yeah 100 percent. like like i don't get me wrong like i i still i do come away from the documentary still thinking like i wonder will joe serve the full 22 year sentence you know i imagine if he is um if he's informing uh peter and and possibly the like uh the wildlife fbi group um if he is informing them and and it leads to convictions then possibly there could be something in it for him in in way of a, a short sentence to be served and i there's a part of me that does really want that for joe um but my 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 biggest takeaway and like i say for me um and i think probably for a lot of viewers is that I just hope that this creates some change in you know in in the welfare of these animals. I think that is one hundred percent the most important thing. Yeah, I think it will overall. I just definitely gonna put this. It's put this into the minds of everybody. It's the most popular documentary of well, like the last couple of years. I think it's just taken the world by storm. But again, my my fear is. Um, you know, there there will be some that will think the same way like we do, but I think there will be some that maybe won't get, like, won't quite still understand the actual point of 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 this documentary and the message that is really, or that should really be taken from it. I do fear that the whole smoke and mirrors of this documentary will just lead people to only think about freeing mm. Joe. Yeah, that is a worry. That is a worry. But then I guess it's going to take the people that do get the message uh, about about saving these animals. It's going to take them to stand up and stand up and be counted. And on the last note, which kind of goes against what you've just said, do you reckon that Joe Exotic should be free or should be in jail at all? I don't think he should be in jail under the the uh, terms of murder for hire. I, because I I 
I really don't believe that he did that. I, I, I think he was set up, like, definitely. In terms of his treatment of animals, maybe mm. so. Um, but if that's the case, then so should Tim Stark. So should... Uh, Doc Antle. Doc Antle, yeah. Um, or basically all of these yeah. people. All of these people. And to a degree, maybe even Carol Baskin. Um, Carol's got a lot of hate as through this whole thing. And some of it may be like unfounded um, because it's kind of all guesswork from is we can only go off what we've seen here, but Carol has been involved in the rearing of cubs and, and also creating videos to teach others how mm. to. Um, so in that sense, to me, she's no better than anyone else. Um, so yeah, if I look at it as if Joe's in jail for, for the, for those things, then so should all the rest of them. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and I do find it interesting that Carol has essentially... Carol is where Joe was years ago, but now Joe is where Carol was at the beginning. So Yeah, yeah it's like tables have turned yeah. completely. Um, I, yeah, I don't... Going back to if do I believe that Joe should be in prison, I don't think he should um, in terms of that really like weak murder for hire thing. I know that his videos kind of come across that he wanted to kill her and stuff, but then the whole thing just kind of seems to fall apart. Maybe it's it's hard to I, not I, get on I the really on the hype wagon, isn't it? It's hard not to get on the hype wagon. Free yeah. Joe, uh, you know, prison. Send Carol to prison. I I, um, I would say where whereas I said earlier, um, like if Joe got out of prison, he could do like speaking tours and things like that. Well, maybe he could actually come out of this. And use the fame he if if he did get released from prison, he could then use his fame for for good and to actually promote the welfare of these animals and and maybe maybe in that like one that like his fame at the moment is just it's skyrocketed, so you can guarantee like people would listen again, people may look at it as hypocritical but Again, you kind of look at it. I would look at it more with Joe as like it would be better for him too, but because he would be becoming maybe the person he always was originally. So I I do think there could be a a somewhat of a happy ending to this whole story eventually, um, but time will tell, I guess. Yeah, I think if he uses platform for good after coming out, I think. Yeah, like I think that's what he should be doing. It shouldn't be. Uh, yeah, he shouldn't come out guns a blazing for Carol Baskin. It, he should just kind of just put that behind him. Overall, uh, let yeah. let the internet do that. You know, let them investigate now. Um, exactly. Because I imagine people are. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, who knows what's what's going to become of all this after? Like, will anything surface? Like, will we find Don Lewis? Will he just surface up? on some kind of remote island, you know, living with a former lover? Or will we find out that, you know, oh, there's the weapon that she used, you know, like kind of a Cluedo-esque kind of thing going on? There could literally <laughs> be so much that, that comes out yeah. from this. Like, um, 
yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be really really interesting to like watch unfold. Like I, whether they make a series two or not, I definitely like to keep up to date with the goings on in this whole whole situation. Yeah, I think it's gonna it's gonna be interesting to see. And that's it. We're done, well, more or less, with Tiger King. We're we're still umming and ahhing if we should do like another episode for episode eight. Um, I mean, I'd, I'd definitely like to watch the full mm. thing first. Um, and obviously you as well. Um, and I, yeah, I, I think I, I definitely want to watch the whole thing. Um, what I've seen of it so far is kind of interesting, um, but it does seem very, very similar to the David Spade yeah. views. Um, but again, I've seen half of it. There, there could be some absolute major revelation at the end or a bit of information uh, about, you know, what's going to happen going forward um, or what's possibly changed in some of these cases. So, yeah, even if we don't do a full podcast on it, uh, you know, maybe just a little reaction show or something like that. Yeah. A reaction special. We'll put it on YouTube maybe as like, as like two videos and stuff like almost like a zoom chat. (laughs) See our lovely faces. Yeah. You can, you can see us all. It's all good. See me and my green screen. Do we wear um? Do we wear tiger face paint for that? Is is that in the we books? Could be. Or? Yeah, I might. <laughs> That's a great idea. I might. I'm going to risk my life to go out right now and buy some tiger face paint. I think. That's the. <laughs> I was thinking the other day. Like, I'm sure I've got like an old cowboy oh. hat in my loft, so I might. I might wear that and then make a little dog collar, like Big Joe from his uh here kitty kitty video. I'll uh. <laughs> I dress as Carol Baskin. <laughs> Let's go. I go pick some flowers, make a little flower crown thing. There we go. Yeah. All right. Uh, that's it. We're done. Um, thanks so much for listening to this podcast or the whole podcast series you've listened to so far. Um, we're going to take a break for a bit, I think, and then we'll be back with another documentary soon. Um, well, again, if, if you have any suggestions at all for anything you'd really like us to cover, um, now's your time to get them in. Um, as, as Ian said, we're going to take a little break, maybe a week or so. And yeah, like, obviously, if you have any suggestions at all, um, we'll, definitely, we'll definitely look into them. Yep. Um, if you haven't already, subscribe. Um, if this is your first time listening to this, what are you doing? Listen to the first six episodes before this, please. Um, check out some of our documentaries that we've done previously um we've done confessions of a superhero we've done um beyond the mat which was a cool like wrestling documentary um we did uh ghosts of sugarland which is like 20 what 22 minutes long like you could you could watch that yeah, easy to watch easy. easy to watch hard to listen to our podcast back on it but like <laughs> <laughs> it, was it was our, our first. first it was our um, first yeah, and I think that's all then. So contact us on the socials if you haven't already. Uh, you can find us on Instagram under dot, dot, doc. Uh, you can find us on Twitter under dot, dot, doc underscore. Um, we're on YouTube. Just have a search for us. You can find us like that. Just type in dot, dot, doc. You'll find us. We're on Facebook as well if you want to use that. Uh, just have a little search as well. Every, all the links are in the show notes below. Anything we've talked about uh, in terms of links will be in there as well. That's it. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time. Bye. See you next time.
Done. <laughs> oh, I'm done. 